0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Joined today by Inside Texas beat reporter and writer uh, analyst Justin Wells. Uh, Justin and I do our weekly uh, rapid reaction after a Longhorn game. Uh, Longhorns losing 17 to 10 on Saturday night uh, against uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. The Horn Frogs just uh, outlasted the Longhorns in what was a battle of ineptitude at times on offense in the first half. The Horned Frogs, though, got it together a little bit in the the second half. Uh, Justin, give me a couple of things that you want to talk about today, and then uh, we'll get into it.
1: Yeah. um, First and foremost, um, the offense overall. um, Poor play at quarterback. Poor usage of B. John Robinson. uh, Lack of B. John Robinson. And then the defense, Bobby. Uh, the defense deserves credit. They played their butts off, and I, I think those guys on that side of the ball certainly merit uh, some conversation because I haven't seen play, I haven't seen guys like that rallying the ball in a long time. Um, you know, Sark preaches about complimentary football. I don't think he took care of it on his side of the ball, on his side of the field, because the defense definitely came. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Hey, Justin, this is a, a question that I want to get into deeper is I want to talk about the offensive ineptitude, the defensive play. And then I want to talk about the recruiting after effects because it was a big recruiting weekend uh, on uh, the Longhorn campus. Uh, first, I want to say thank you to our uh, sponsor, Bertilatus Rodman, the law firm. It's about the relationships at Bertilatus Rodman, the full service firm, specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex negotiations of a big company. To every contract needed in between, Bertolotti Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that puts their clients first. Thank you to Tim Rodman uh, for his sponsorship of On Texas Football. Um, Justin, uh, let's get into the offense. I, 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 you you started with the quarterback play and the lack of use of uh, the um, one of the best players in the country, and Bijan Robinson. Wow. I would I would say that. Uh, put on top of that, and really probably the biggest problem of all, even beyond the quarterback play, was that of the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line did not get any push all game long. There wasn't. There were no running lanes. Yeah. Period. Uh, and uh, TCU got some pressure, even even rushing three at times. Um, I feel like this was a game where TCU basically beat them on every level. Uh, on offense no Quinn Ewers did not have a a, a halfway decent game but the offensive line didn't do enough to win anything either um routinely getting beat to the to the punch i mean i don't know how many times hayden connor pulled i've watched the game twice now hayden connor pulled at least three times and was beat to the spot by the place play side linebacker um that that stretch player that uh, whatever you want, outside zone play to the to the opposite side was absolutely blown up from the start. Had no chance, um, and yet uh, you know I, I feel like, and I'm not picking on Hayden Connor because Cole Hudson had had some trouble in pass protection. Christian Jones had some problems in pass protection. Uh, you know I, I'm I, I don't think Jake Majors or Kelvin Banks had a bad game. But the other three really struggled, I thought, with TCU's combination of speed and power.
1: I was surprised too, Bobby, because we saw this um, – we saw the same offensive line do tremendous things against a really solid Kansas State you know, D-line last week. That's, that's the part that's a little off-putting because right? K-State has a great defensive front. And for whatever reason, look, TCU was ready. They they were incredible in gap assignment. They you said it, there were no rushing lanes. I think that first drive and that fourth down play with Bijan, I think that was almost that that was almost a sign of things to come. It wasn't a bad play call, but TCU knew exactly how to defense it, how to play it. And I felt like that right there was kind of a sign of, of of things to come because, like you said, O-line couldn't get a push. Bijan couldn't find lanes. You, you've got to get that – got to mix that up a little bit more. You've got to use more motion. You've got to, you know, get guys moving around before the pre-snap to to try to figure out, you know, what the defense is in. I felt like there wasn't a lot of that going into it, and, and that's why that, – that that's one of the reasons I, I think the offense had such a hard time and struggled last night.
0: It's very interesting because uh, I do think it was an indicator to your point. Uh, I think it was something that we saw and we're like, wow, that that plays not there. And that was a fourth and short uh, and deciding to go for it. Uh, Not it was just a straight, um, pretty much a straight uh, Wildcat type play. And there was just nothing there for for the Longhorns. It looked like Bijan may have been able to pop that outside. I'm not so sure he didn't see. He wasn't seeing holes real well in the cutback lanes. I uh, may give credit to the uh, 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 TCU linebackers for that and their safeties. I thought they they played the run well, uh, but really their defensive front uh, was the key to the game uh, in that regard. That all being said, I'm not trying to, um, and I don't want to uh, excuse Quinn Ewers' performance yesterday. Um, the freshman quarterback had was absolutely abysmal uh, at times during the game, uh, below fifty percent uh, percentage uh, completion percentage, one hundred seventy-one yards through the air. Uh, but I'm telling you, when you Texas rushed for negative yardage, though, in the second half, think about that. When you rush for negative yardage, you're going to have problems throwing the ball. Everything's on the quarterback's right arm. And he's not ready for that yet, um, uh, especially when we don't see a third receiver. I mean, let's be clear. Texas still doesn't have it. We're 10 games into the year. Texas does not have a third receiver outside of Worthy and uh, and uh, Whittington. They just don't. Um, and so I'm of the opinion uh, that what we're looking at right now from from a Texas perspective is a quarterback that, that – when it gets put on his shoulders, he only has two guys to go to, uh, including JT. I guess three, including JT Sanders, and too often uh, Xavier Worthy is is too boomer bust downfield, and Whittington's on the opposite side, and he's not having time to get to his second read on the opposite side. I I, I feel like uh, I feel like I feel like Quinn Ewers is having problems and growing pains, uh, just like the entire team is. At the same time, I'm not so sure that he's being done many favors uh, by those around him at, at all times. Uh, drop passes, you know, you could go on and on.
1: It was a combination of, of, of poor play by yours, poor reads, uh, not stepping into some of his passes. I, I understand he can sling it from from multiple angles, but there are times you need to put some ass on the ball, and he didn't do that when it, when it was merited. And then, you know – I felt like the play calling, I'm not going to go on about that, but when your quarterback is what, 0 for 7, 0 for 8, 0 for 9, and you're still chunking it down the field into double coverage, that's a problem, Bobby. Call some small stuff, intermediate stuff. We talked about what was yours going to look like coming off the Oklahoma State loss. And what did they do? They, they called a lot of small stuff, a lot of intermediate, a lot of the underneath to kind of get him a rhythm and get him going. I, I Why wouldn't you do the exact same thing against TCU? I, I put that on Sark. That's on Sark. Uh, when your quarterback needs some help, which the, a quarterback coach, a former guy that played, should under kind of understand. I feel like a little bit better. When this guy needed help, you're still taking shots down the field. You're still – and, 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 you know, there's probably nothing more frustrating for Texas fans watching this offense if you, compared to the lack of Bijan's usage than the attempts to Xavier Worthy down the field. How many times have they connected, Bobby? I, I'm looking for numbers. And if you tell me twice, I'm going to call you a liar. Like how many times? At this stage, you, you really, really, <laughs> you're giving away downs at this point. The defense has figured out what you're trying to do. You still can't figure out how to make that connection. I put that on the quarterback. I put that on the receiver, and I put it on the coach. So at the end of the day, yours needed a little bit of help in that regard. He kind of kept going down. He kept kind of kept tumbling. He made some good throws last night. He found a little bit of a rhythm, and then some a drop would happen or a miscommunication would happen. And so it was one of those perfect storms of just – ineptitude on the offensive side. You can blame Quinn. You can blame the lack of Bijan. You can blame the lack of a push by the offensive line. But I'm putting this one on Sark, Bobby. I'm putting this one on, on Flood. I'm putting this one on that group of coaches because just no rushing yards in the second half, negative yards, That that's not winning football. And I want to say this is the third consecutive game. They haven't scored a touchdown in the second half. That, to me, is a problem. It it, it was something to worry about the first time. It was something to pay attention to the second time. We're three for three. This is an issue. And and we just weren't expecting a lack of scoring in the first half because of how well this team had prepared. And I put a lot of it on Sark, Bobby, but also I I give TCU a lot of credit. Their defense played fanatic, you know, absolutely fantastic. And those guys deserve some, some, some praise.
0: Yeah, I, I, would say that I, I would say this, uh, you know, as, I, as I'm thinking about it, Justin, and I get your uh, take on it as well. Uh, when I saw Texas play yesterday, I saw a team that on defense was confident. I saw a offense that was timid and uncertain. Um, and when they didn't come out firing, uh, they never got – they got backed up in their own end zone a couple times – Uh, and never really got a chance to get going on on Steve Sarkeesian's script. Uh, And even when they did, uh, Xavier Worthy alligator arms a a ball over the middle. Jatavian Sanders can't quite corral one just a little bit below the knees going up the seam.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, those,
0: those plays would have been first downs and, and momentum changers and, and got got things going and they just didn't get it done. Uh, players got to make plays too, but, uh, I, I felt like, uh, to your point, uh, Sark probably could have done more, uh, to help Quinn Ewers, uh, get going. I felt like in the, the, the third and fourth quarter, they finally found something in Jordan Whittington, uh, which frankly, I wish they would have gone to more frequently earlier in the season as the well. The
1: RPO game was there, Rob, was there, Bobby, but it took them three quarters to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that has to happen sooner rather than beating your head up against the wall. Uh, against a, a, T, a TCU defense that was ready for your first punch, right? I mean, right.
1: The worst indicator of the offense, what we saw, the worst thing we saw yesterday was two plays inside the five, four yard line in the red zone, seven times, seven plays, no touches for Bijon Robinson. You're going to well, throw the ball seven times inside the four. On two separate first and goals.
0: Uh, Well, here's, here's one thing. Uh, No, I mean, they, they, they actually ran the ball on the first first and goal and Roshan Johnson got blown up for a two yard loss.
1: Roshan was on the field because they were trying to keep the tempo going. Yeah. The the, the problem, the problem there
0: is that that was indicative of a larger problem of being able to run the ball the whole game. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. I hear you and everybody's going to point to that. um, But Look, if you can't run the ball, it, Texas was not running the ball well last night. And to think they're going to all of a sudden be able to run the ball against an even heavier front on the goal line—I don't know if that's going to. I don't. I don't necessarily. I know a lot of people. Well, you got to – calculated
1: expectations.
0: Yeah, I. I think you got to think about that. The the questions I had really more um, are the play calls uh, in the red zone in general. I felt like they lacked a little creativity. Uh, no misdirection. Uh, nothing really. They did have one misdirection play—the throwback that would have been a a, a, a pass to Bijan Robinson would have been a touchdown if he would have made it. But, uh, anyways, we've talked about the offense enough. I think that there's plenty of blame to go around from from uh, players to coaches, not just. And I and I look. I want to ask you this: Do you think they should have went the Hudson Card last night? No. See, I, I agree with you. Um, a lot of people think that they should have, um, and we'll probably get raked over the coals for that opinion, uh, Justin, based on our, our InsideTexas.com message board right now. Uh, but I don't think Hudson Card necessarily does anything better that would have uh, prevented what occurred last night because he's not going to suddenly improve the running game.
1: Exactly. The, the, there, was, there were so many factors to that decision. And, and you know, with Sark. I will give him credit. He sticks with his guy, and 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 that usually pays off in the long run. That usually you usually benefit from that from 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 giving from that confidence that you instill in these guys. Yeah, Quinn was not on the mark, and 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 I put a lot of it on him. But like you also said, we talked about the offensive lines lack of push. We talked about the poor play at receiver. That's not going to be any different if Hudson cards out there. If anything, I felt like they would probably come at Card more. They would have probably loaded the box even heavier. And and, and late in the game, it's just I, I don't think Card would have been that much of a difference maker. And and that's, that's 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 hindsight at this point for for both of us. But pulling the quarterback at that point isn't the key because if Bijan Robinson can't find a crease, that's the issue. It's not who's playing quarterback, and it's not who's handing it to him.
0: Yeah. And I I think the TCU defensive front just got the better of Texas last night. All right. Man, Uh, they did. Yeah. Let's talk talk about the uh, Texas defense and how well they
1: played. They came out on fire, Justin. Bobby, first 18 plays, eight tackles for loss. Ridiculous. Baron Sorrell played like a madman. You want to talk about rallying to the ball? This was the best PK's bunch has played all year. They, they were fantastic uh, against a pretty strong TCU offense. I That's the, the thing I think that's going to really stick in the crawl for Texas fans. It's the fact they held TCU's offense to, to, to 17. And, and, and it was a very hard-earned 17. I mean, the, they didn't give TCU a, a, a wink the entire night. It, 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 they had to earn everything they had and so i think the defense just was it, it, they played maniacal bobby ryan watts is is a borderline potential superstar this is a kid that's made he can
0: run well enough i don't know that
1: he can run well enough to be a superstar. bobby that kid is made to play that play on that on that side him and quentin Johnston was a great matchup i thought um and overall i just thought the d line you know it, it was it, it Outside of the Kendra Miller 75 yard run, it kind of reminded me of Alabama. They held him, they held him, they held him. They gave up that one big run, that one big play, and they still came back and held him even more. You know, it, it was just, you know, Kendra Miller was going to pop one, and, and that bowling ball of knives did just that. But after that, I mean, I, I believe if you take that run off, he only had about 30, 35, 40 yards rushing on about 15 carries. And so it, it, it was a great defense. A uh, great defensive effort. I don't. I did not expect that from the defense, to be honest, Bobby. I thought this would be more of a high-scoring game. I, I was not expecting, you know, the under to hit real under. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you got to complement each other, and that offense just was not good enough to help the defense and help that and help that effort.
0: Most, most aggressive start play calling from a PK team since he's been at Texas.
1: Yeah. I mean, he brought
0: a lot of blitzes from a lot of different angles.
1: He did. It, 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 they were so prepared, Bobby. They came and they were prepared. And and that's that's talking, that's coming with missing a starter in the secondary. That's coming with, you know, all the things trying, to, you know. You know what they did really well? They got off the field on third downs. They they got pressure. We we saw a stat last week. They where, did that uh,
0: until the fourth quarter.
1: Well, we saw a stat last week where it talked about how much pressures Texas has been getting on the quarterback, but not necessarily getting to the quarterback, not not finishing it off, just just you know, being in the way. Man, they, they came at him this time. Uh they, they gave Duggan a lot to think about. And it's just you gotta feel bad for, for the for the group because if the offense just had made a few plays man they only needed about three or four different plays on offense to just get that get that get that spot get that yard get over that hump the defense deserves so much credit i i loved how they dialed up different blitzes from zone i love how the interior played you know if you want to win a game against the number four team at home your defense has to play a certain way Bobby, they played to the standard last night. Yeah, they, they,
0: that was their best all-around game of the season, in my opinion. Uh, yes, let, sir. Let's be clear. I mean, to, uh, Alabama, Alabama shot itself in the foot a bunch, uh, drop passes, et cetera. TCU had one or two drop passes. That was a uh, very strong performance, a lot of tackles for loss, put TCU routinely behind the chains the entire first half and most of the third quarter. Uh, I thought that uh, Texas had done a a great job scheming uh, them as well. So uh, hats off to Pete Quitkowski and that crew. I will say this. You mentioned uh, Deshaun Jamison being one of the secondary starters out. Terrence Brooks filled in for him, and I thought he looked terrific. Um, Young freshman, I think, is going to be a a longtime starter for the Longhorns. Uh, And I don't don't think we saw a drop-off any whatsoever, uh, to be honest. I don't know that, that Terrence Brooks had any problems uh, filling in for uh, Deshaun Jameson uh, last night. All right. Um, what about the uh, the play of the linebackers, in your opinion? Because I felt like Justin, uh, I felt like Jalen Ford played well and DeMarvian Overshone played well when he was in a chase position. But in the fourth quarter, TCU started going power right at the inside linebackers, particularly DeMarvian Overshone. And again, he's just not that type of linebacker. And, and the, the two and three yard carries started being four, five, and six.
1: Yeah. When you needed at the end, the defense was so used so much intensity and so much emotion that by the time you get to the fourth quarter, the defense, trust me, they notice when the offense isn't kind of pulling their weight. They notice because it's an added pressure. It's an added pressure to try to, to, to get off the field, to try to get those guys the ball again. And there, especially in the fourth quarter, we, like you said, when they w- were stopping them on two or three yards at a, at a clip, the first three they weren't able to do that in the fourth. When they needed to get a few stops down there, down the stretch, they weren't able to get them. But that's just the offense finally wearing down the, that group. Uh, and, and I believe they had seventy-three snaps overall, which is which is based That's a base. That's a normal day at the office. If your defense is on the field for seventy-three plays and they play that well. You should win a lot of games, Bobby. You should win a ton of games. But TCU just—they—they they, they wore them down with that rushing attack. It wasn't just—you know—it wasn't just Miller, um, but at the, you know they knew what they needed to do to get it done. TCU, to me, understands their identity very well. Yeah,
0: yeah I think Garrett Riley called a, a good game in the fourth quarter, in particular. Uh, the, the TCU office coordinator—he kept hunting and pecking for a way to get at Texas in the run game and found one, and then stayed with it. Um, I want to ask you about the recruiting after effects because Texas had a ton of kids on campus. Uh, but first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor for one last time uh, tonight, or this morning, excuse me. Uh, at uh, Tim Rodman over at Bertilatus Rodman, the law firm. Uh, at Bertilatus Rodman, it's about the relationships. The full service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex negotiations to every contract needed in between, companies big or small. Bertilatus Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Um, Justin, a whale of a recruiting weekend for the Longhorns. Uh, any immediate feedback on how that went, despite the unsavory outcome, I guess, for the Longhorns?
1: Absolutely. That, that's something you can always count on. I um, uh, got to catch up with a handful of recruits late, late last night. We'll have some updates at InsideTexas.com earlier to, uh, later today um overall you know you wanted to impress the a few defensive prospects that were in the house they did that uh anthony hill and and his family were had an absolute blast and and that they that was there was some good feedback coming from from that group um jelani mcdonald was there in the house the athlete uh, slash linebacker from wake o'connelly he also you know enjoyed it as well and so you know that's the thing you know fans will look at it and they'll they'll say, oh well you lose this recruiter you'll lose that recruit because of this outcome. that's not necessarily the case. I think on the offensive side if if, if I'm DeAndre Moore or Deuce Robinson, I, I, I see the bigger picture. I, I see that there are weapons on this team that that, that didn't that can be used. I, I see that the bigger I see the impact that, that I could possibly have. on the defensive side if you're if you're a defender, if you're JV and Toviano or Bravian Rogers, you saw an incredible, you saw a really impressive output, uh, output of, uh, of guys. I mean, TCU had been scoring 30 or 40 per week. And the fact that they held them to three for a half and, and basically two scores, um, in the second half, I think the after effect of the, of the recruiting, it's not going to be the boom Texas fans were hoping just because it, it's hard. When you don't uh, score an offensive touchdown, even though it was a one-score game, that's a little, little one-sided. But just understanding that, seeing how the defense played, I think that helped him a little bit with some of those defensive targets. Because remember, one of the keys with Anthony Hill's recruitment is he wants to play on a great defense around a lot of great players. And, and, and not to say most kids don't, but that's something specific for him. That's why he committed to Texas A&M the first time. It's because the, the accumulation of defensive talent on that side of the ball. I think Texas showed those guys something on that side. I think they showed them, look, there are guys here. You, there are some spots that need to be filled. Playing time will be there next year. You know, Anthony Hill wants to play early. I think he saw something that would be more inviting to that. Toviano wants to play early. I think he saw uh, s- s- some flashes to where, yeah, that, that, that could be an opportunity. And so – you, you didn't get the recruiting boom that you really, really wanted. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of these recruits see the bigger picture. They see this def- they see this team playing better than it did last year. They see some development on both sides of the ball. And with the mediocrity coming out of Norman and College Station, I still think that benefits Texas heading into early National Signing Day.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this all shakes out. And, and by no means is it is the weekend done. I mean, to, to Justin's point, uh, kids are still in Austin, uh, still coming back home, still probably meeting some of them with uh, uh, with uh, Steve Sarkeesian kind of as we're talking right now. Uh, Deuce Robinson, the tight end out of uh, Phoenix, had to have liked a little bit of what he saw with the, the extensive usage of uh, Jatavian Sanders in the passing game uh, on a Saturday night. Uh, I think Jatavian led the team in, in receptions. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, it's one of those things that it, I think it was, sure would have been nice the Longhorns capitalized on all of this all of these guys being on campus and coming up with a win but they came up short 17-10 loss to the TCU Horned Frogs. Horn Frogs now 10 and 0 Texas 6 and 4 headed to Kansas next weekend in Lawrence game time is at 2:30 and it's on Fox Sports 1 uh Justin of Inside Texas thank you for your time uh today Justin uh and uh, we'll be talking again soon uh either on Tuesday or Wednesday I believe uh for Justin Wells I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.